competition, you know, I think the health competition is very, can be very useful because they can show you some weakness that you were not considering or even some weak points that you can work with. So if you pay attention, we know that competition will break or made you, make you. So if you, we pay attention and we work on that in these weak points, uh, we can use this in our favor. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Wisenetics podcast episode. I'm Ricardo Vivian, uh, business development lead at Wisenetics, one of the main players when it comes to technical content production in the livestock business. Uh, I'm a gold medalist in uh, graphic design and world skills, one of the largest, well, actually the largest skills competition uh, in the world. Got my bachelor's in uh, design and visual communication and for the past 10 years, I've been adventuring myself in multiple areas and in industries from advertising to entertaining, branding, education, and now I'm adventuring myself in the livestock business. Um, and this podcast, the Wisenetics podcast, is a project that aims to, you know, create this hub, this platform for businesses and marketing leaders uh, that make the ag industry happen. Uh, well, a, sh a place for them to share their ideas, their visions uh, about the world, about business, and also about themselves. Uh, in this week's episode, our guest is Marie Spindler. Maria is the commercial director at Allura at Illum, uh, Illuma Alliance. Allura is a business unit from Illuma Alliance that delivers a complete portfolio of products for animal health and nutrition that aim to animal well-being and contribute to safe and efficient production. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, Ricardo. I'm very happy to be here. I really admire the work that you have been do doing and hope your audience enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure they will. Uh, so, uh, Maria, for us to start here, uh, it's always good to have a little bit uh, on your background. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and who is Maria. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Well, let's start from the beginning. I'm 33 years old. I'm Brazilian. I was born in Sao Paulo. It's uh, one of the biggest cities in the world. Um, maybe nobody realizes, but when we are talking about Sao pa Paulo metropolitan region, it's bigger than New York. So it's a really huge city. Um, I really love, I'm proud to be Brazilian because I think it has shaped my personality in terms of kindness and also open-mindedness because we have a great cultural diversity in the country. Um, what else? I studied veterinary medicine here in Sao Paulo at USB. Uh, I, I started to, to enter in the, in the agro industry during my second year in the, the university, but I really got into uh, business during my last year in the university. So I can say that I'm 10 years in this, in this area now. I have also a PhD in animal health by the epidemiology and animal health department, also from the University of Sao Paulo. And I have a beautiful 13 years old daughter. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's one of, 
one of the important things. <laughs> one yeah, of the most sure. important, right? Definitely. Uh, that's cool. And Maria, uh, so through all your story in, um, you know, study veterinary animal health and your and the career you built uh, through the ag industry, and not only professionally but also like pers uh, in your personal life, what do you think are the main three achievements or experiences you had so far, and what have you learned? from these experiences? Well, I will start with my daughter. If I can say that raising her is an achievement, uh, but being a mom really taught me about compassion, about patience and how to be a better human, to be a better mom every day. And also learn to how I can inspire her to be a good woman and a strong woman in the future. Uh, the second one is my graduation. So it was, I had my daughter when I was in the university. So I can say it was a little bit harder compared, compared with other students, but I had a lot of help and I was very focused and I did it. So with this, I really uh, understood that I could do anything I put my mind to. Um, the third one, I can say it's my third level graduation in white tie. Wow. During the, nice. uh, yeah, during the second exam, it was very hard. The second exam, it was very hard for me. Yeah. Well, the third one, I can say it's not so intense, not so deep, but it's my third level graduation in white tie. And not, not just because it was the third, the most difficult one, but the second one is what it was really hard for me. So taking the decision to attend the third one was a, a good process. And I was also focused and disciplined uh, and I did it. And with that, I think I can, if I can encourage you guys to have some objective in your life to achieve something that money cannot buy, you know, it's not about don't be ambitious with your career, but when we we set this type of no, no viable goal. It's a really good trend for our minds. Nice. Nice. Yes. Well, uh, I love the last one because I just started not, 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 uh, practicing white tie, but boxing. And honestly, I was never like a person that liked, uh, you know, uh, Baking fights or... uh, yeah <laughs> sports and uh you know involving you know fights i don't know boxing jiu-jitsu uh, ufc or any i mean uh, any mma uh anything like that but i started practicing because of a few friends that they had started and i i'm just loving that it it feels really good and at the end of each training day i'm like so exhausted uh <laughs> i leave the the place like the fighting place, which I don't know the name in English, <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I live it like all basically a person made of, so, uh, all sweated. Let's say that <laughs> yes, it's, uh, yes. it's, uh, yeah, but it feels really good. That's nice. So you got like the third level. It's, uh, yes. and, uh, how does, can you let us know a little bit of like, how does it works? The progression on my type? In the, in the beginning, it's one by year, let's say, like the first one is with six, six months of experience, and then you need to start at least one year. 
So I, I've been, I started during a, a little bit uh, before the pandemic. Um, so then you need one year and training, a lot of training. So not only one year, but they count the hours that you, you have been training. And also you have a final exam. So yeah. the professor, the, the first part of the exam is the physical part, right? You, you know that in box, you, you should have the same idea. So first part and very hard one is the physical conditioning. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is the techniques and the site itself. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just in the beginning, but it is really important for, for me. I was not a sport person. But I think with this kind of fight or martial art, I can say that we are in the present moment, right? With this type of exercise, you really need to be there with your mind. Otherwise, you, you will be hurt. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's that helped a lot yeah. of us. Yeah, discipline and uh, concentration, focus. I, I agree with that. That's Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm just beginning also, not again in boxing, not Muay Thai, but yeah, it and it's nice to see the progression. We we have, although like we are not anything close to any professional, like it's nice to see how you are in the beginning and how you are at the moment. So it 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 feels really good. I think it's a really good exercise, not only for the body but for the mind, as you mentioned. Um, yes, and it's all about comparing yourself to yourself from the best, sure. right? Yes, yes, perfect. And uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, and Maria, so you're, you are a commercial director uh, at Allura. How would your parents describe what you do? Like, how would, you, how would they say, okay, Maria does that? This is what she does. Uh, that, that's very funny. My, my father, I think he would say my daughter sell animal feed. Okay. Um, my mom knows I work for uh, ad an animal additive company. Um, she has some ideas about the different species, so she's she's more aware. Um, but definitely, they don't know about the magnitude of agroindustry in the world, uh, especially in Brazil. We know that it represents a big part of GDP. It's almost like thirty percent here in our country and we are producing and exporting millions of tons of animal protein and grains all the every year so it's really huge and i'm quite sure that they don't know this part <laughs> yeah that's it uh i'm a designer by formation and my my mother and father i i'd say mostly my father he would have a hard time explaining exactly what I do <laughs> so uh, we we, uh, we always have this question because it's uh, how we transition to the you know to the part of the podcast when we start talking more about marketing about productivity about business and basically our guests views of those uh topics and to start here uh I have a question that I'd like to ask you Maria which okay. is like what are the biggest challenges in your opinion um, in terms of marketing and communication that you face today, like in your company? Wow, we have a lot. Um, <laughs> budget. <first> one, <laughs> but at the time of the year, right? Um, externally, I would say not only for our 
type of industry, but timing is very important and it's a challenge. Uh, understanding the market in such a level to almost predict years in advance what the solution, the products, the market will need in the future. So the right timing to not do anything neither before or even after is what moves us internally in the company to get to know exactly uh, what is the need or trying to predict something. Um, also, I think external and internal communication always have space for improvement, always. Um, I would say that we focus especially in internal communication uh, because, you know, Ricardo, I think we are in this type, in this uh, period, we are communicating more and more, but not necessarily better. Uh, so we really try uh, inside the company to learn about our audience, about our stakeholders. So it's not about, I, I, I like to say that we need to improve the information absorption, not only give more information. And we know that we have several barriers um, to talk with our internal team, to our distributors. We need to think about time zone idioms, we need to think about technical level barriers, uh, also the format of the communication, right, is very important. I really don't like this type of full day theoretical training. I really think it, it doesn't work. We need to change that urgently. Um, what else regarding, regarding challenge? Well, competition, you know, I think the health competition is very can be very useful because they can show you some weakness that you were not considering or even some weak points that you can work with so if you pay attention we know that competition will break or made you make you so if you will pay attention and we work on that in these weak points uh, we can use this in our favor nice nice so you brought the the thing about like how, how you see the, I, I really like this, like not only about the amount of information that you provide, but how you're providing that. So in a way that people can digest it, especially now when you're competing, not only against the communication of your competitors, but also all the communication and all the information and noise that there is around uh, people uh, in their workday, when they're, I don't know, when they're in their relaxing time, we are uh, we are being uh, influenced by information all the time. So being able to stand you know stand out in the middle of all of that and providing the information in a way that people can understand, uh, yeah, that's I, I I would put this in my I don't know probably top three uh, challenges for communication uh, right now. And uh, you mentioned all the things about like uh, language. Uh, time zones for communication and, you know, probably also adding here, uh, culture. How, how do you see that? Because you guys, uh, in Allura and Iluma, you guys are pretty international, right? You, you have business operations in different places of the world. Like how, how is that? How do you try to solve this problem? You know, in a way to reduce the communication, uh, bottlenecks and problems. 
Yeah, we, we have been uh, starting to, to work on that. And of course, we have uh, more things to do. Uh, but we are in more than 20 countries. So around the world, all the, a lot of countries that we could not even imagine uh, that uh, are important for the, the animal protein business. What we, we are doing is trying to have content and platforms on demand. So we try to, to record our trainings and build some capsules, capsules of content, like views of content and short communication. This is very important and on demand. So this okay. will be available 24 hours a day. Uh, and really it, it solves also the problem of timing. So normally we, as the, the content providers, we want to talk about, I don't know, nutrition solution. Let's talk about organic minerals. But our distributor in Asia, he's focused on ASS. Uh, so if she wants to learn about immunity and what are the products that could help him or concepts that could help him on this challenge, African uh, swine fever, he will not pay attention on minerals. So this timing for, for our distributors and our internal commercial team is also important. So when we, what we are trying to do is really to have all the content digested as you, as you said, so they can access, uh, um, considering their, uh, demand, their requirement. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. This one thing that, uh, the digital media in general podcasts or uh, YouTube videos, all of that, that's the magic it hap uh, it makes to me. It's like making it so accessible. And if you, if you're uh smart enough to know it in a uh to use it in a format that uh, you know suits people's necessities and uh you know routine realities when people don't have a lot of time to go uh you know to basically to to be dedicated to this uh education or anything like that it's really important to have those like not only the digital format that provides you know this accessibility but also uh this short pills, this objective content where they will get the, the message, they will learn, they will, if they need, they, they'll probably have to rewatch it, uh, re-listen because, well, we need to absorb and nowadays it's, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a, a it's a, it's a great thing. We live in a, in a moment that it's really different. Like a few years ago, you wouldn't be able to, you know, to, I don't know, 20 years ago, that would be a huge challenge. And right now the tools are with us, right? So it's good yes. to be, <laughs> to live this we moment. Have, and we have a, a very good uh, success example in our, in our company because we, we made a trial. We had the same content uh, published in different ways. So we had the, the very technical article. We had a summer summary of this, this article and we recorded a podcast, like three minutes summarizing the content, very superficial, but just the, the highlights of the, mm -hmm. of the, the technical article. So it was very funny and also the different profiles of the people uh, on our team and how they could 
start with the podcast because we could get their attention to go to the report or some profiles got uh, directly into the, the technical report. So we could have uh, generate a lead inside the company. So it was very, very nice to see. Nice, nice. And uh, this is a, another point, like uh, every industry now is using much more uh, digital tools and, you know, um, social media, podcasts, like anything digital, even like it was a little bit of taboo, I believe, a few years ago, like, hey, people that are, are I don't know, are in the countryside, they will not use that much. But uh, right now, when I look at the livestock business, this is something uh, I think we are in the moment that more and more marketing managers, people that work with communication and all of that, they are starting to understand better the necessity to diverse the way, like have specific ways to deliver the same content according to the platform, right? So social media, okay, Facebook is a social media, LinkedIn is a social media, Twitter is a social media. But for each of those those, those places, you can add like you can uh, give the same message or try to give the same message. But you, you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, do it in the same way. You shouldn't just replicate uh, what you're writing for Facebook or LinkedIn or the other way around. You know the exactly. the the mood and uh, the moment when people are in LinkedIn are usually different. The timing, everything from when they are I don't know at their home, checking their Instagram or their TikTok or their Facebook. So this is, the, and this is a challenge because, you know, you think only, uh, sometimes if you think only about the message, the message is the same. So, okay, but, you know, people will be in another mindset when they are uh, consuming that content. That, that is a must for me today. And it's good to see that uh, I didn't see that much. Uh, in the beginning, and now I, I can see that people are adapting better their content according to the platform. So that's, yeah, that's we have, a good one. We are just starting, right? In our industry, we are just yeah. starting, but it's good to see the movement. I agree with you. Perfect. And uh, one thing uh, you brought before, uh, just fishy subject from, uh, from before, Maria, you were talking about one of the important things for you, uh, um, Alura, Iluma, is to understand timing and get prepared for the future for market changes and uh what well, and not only to launch i don't know the right product but at the right time you know when the when the the not the audience but the the consumer is ready to for that solution uh how how are you how do you guys handle this type of like business intelligence and research do you have any any tips you 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 could give to the audience of like important uh, foundations for uh, to do these provisions and get prepared for the future? I would say that uh, boots on the ground. We need okay. to be in the field. We need to be with our customers. We need to show this and then understand their their challenges, their difficulties, and with the with the capacity of matching, you know, everything we heard from the university and the research that professors, knowledge professors are doing in the field problems. Sometimes we, you can match and you can try to design a new solution, something that they will 
need in the next months or, or even years. Also, we need to pay attention on the regulations, local regulation, worldwide regulation, um, to, to, to try to be in this right timing. So not only about the needs in the field, but also they needed to accomplish some regulation. Perfect. This is yeah. what like summarizing, uh, but this is what we do. And, you know, through the computer, we will not listen to our customers. We need to be with them. Good, good. Yeah, especially in the industry, when you're dealing with people that take care of animals and uh, basically uh, world feeding. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, okay. th th this is a must. And yeah. Uh, and I, I always say, like, when I talk to people, yes, uh, at Wise Addicts, we provide content, you know, we help companies on... Uh, building their technical positioning, their technical authority. Uh, but I, I got asked one time and uh, about a person that was talking uh, about one of their uh, a marketing department and they were like, okay, but like, you know, right now I, I need to, to allocate my budget for my sales team for them to be there on the field. Uh, Otherwise, like I'm not gonna do my sales or anything by 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 communication, and it's important, really important for people to start understanding the balance that is needed uh, in order for you to achieve success. Of course, you you should never leave the the grounds, the field. You need to be there, close to your clients, close to your customer. Uh, this is something that you know, customer experiences, uh, customer experience, all of that has been. Uh, People have been talking a lot lately, but it's it's yeah. for me it's it has always been a foundation like learning and listening uh, about the people who buy from you basically. But uh, I see as a very important uh, tool and uh, format that supports uh, the people that are on the field, right? Not only not only having your sales team there, but providing content and helping to educate your consumer. So they are they are ready for your sales team when when they are there also. So like keeping sure. the balance. Sure, and even the back office team they need to understand that you know, uh, regulatory affairs, customer service, um, the people from the lab, they need to understand the reality, the the routing of our customers and the the problems they need to solve every day. Our area is too dynamic, so they need to understand that as well. Cool. And Maria, uh, today you're working as a commercial director. In your opinion, what is or what are the most important traits someone uh, would need to be successful in your position? Well, in my opinion, I think to be a trustworthy person, learn how to encourage your team to be as well. Um, transparency during tough conversations is a way to demonstrate that you can be a trustworthy person. Um, it's much easier to participate on a team that you really rely on people and you trust them. And it's, it's easier to work like that. And also I think to get, to give the clarity to your team, you know, to be very clear about the objective that you, uh, as a representative of the, the goals from the company, you need to accomplish with them and to build with them how to get in this objective. 
but being clear about the objective and the different um, uh, the different responsibilities each one of them has to build this, to achieve these objectives, and really to prioritize. So today, as you said, we have a lot of plans, a lot of projects, but really help your team how to prioritize the tasks is also very important. Nice. Transparency, trustworthy, clarity, prioritization. Yeah. So Marcio, the founder of uh, Wisenetics, which is now, you know, formerly Swinet, uh, he always brings this concept that he doesn't believe a lot in time management, but in prioritization <laughs> management, basically. Like, because if you think about like everything that you have in your list and things you would like to do to accomplish, uh, basically, it's a matter of like what you're doing now. Like, uh, what's the next thing you're gonna do? Not exactly uh, because. Otherwise, if if you want to do everything, you'll probably end up like going a little bit crazy and not finishing <laughs> a lot of stuff. So uh, I I really enjoyed that concept because it was something hard for me before. Well, it's still a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, you have your day, you need to accomplish accomplish specific things. But at the end, not every task or not everything you will do has the same importance. And having clarity and understanding that is a, was a game changer for me, at least. Like, okay, I have this 20, 20 bullet points here. I'd like to, you know, check uh, by the end of my day, but uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not able to do it. So, like, what's the priority? What will have the biggest impact in the company, uh, in, the, in, the, in the results of the team? So, yeah, this is a good one. Um, cool. And Maria, uh, so... You've, you've been in the industry for more than 10 years now, right? Yeah. What is the most important lesson do you think you have learned so far professionally? Um, this is nice. Well, we are, we are training. I would say a little bit about my very traditional education. Uh, we are educating to solve financial or economical problems of a company. In our area, we need to deal with disease or even optimizing formulation. Um, so this is what we are trained to do. But during all these years, I have learned that uh, it's all about people and companies are made of human beings. Uh, so some specialists, they can say that you should put your customer in the center of your operation. Other people can say that you need to take care of your employees. This way they will support the customers better. But if you think in these two sides, you will achieve the center that is the human being, right? So I like to think that once you know what is your customer, the target customer that you have, you need to understand him and you need to think, how can I help him? to improve their work, to facilitate their work in the next few days, weeks, months. And of course, that this help, this support, this solution must converge with your role within your organization, right? To converge. So how can I help him to do his job, to facilitate, to give him a solution, a peace of mind solution, uh, not something that he will need to, to be worried about. 
So it's all about win-win relationships and win-win projects. And we, when we, we learn that, uh, the flow is quite better. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> the challenge of understanding, okay, like, uh, I'm going to prioritize my customer, but then my employees are going crazy because like <laughs> the way we're doing it, and then no, you're prioritizing their, your, your employees, but yeah, human beings at the end for everyone. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I, I always bring this, uh, most of the, th and, and now I'm not talking about like a, a, a lesson or anything, but most of the best experiences I had so far in my life, I don't know, they were when I was traveling, you know, learning new things. But at the end, it was not about the place where I was, but most, mostly about the people that I, I was with. You know, the moments that I was by myself, like living and learning, uh, they were great also. But the most special ones were uh, moments involving other uh, human beings, other people. So that's that's the end. Like... We're here basically to 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 build our lives, but not not alone in community. So it's it's good to to think about these other human beings while we do our stuff. Yeah, that and also when we talk about win-win situation, it's so cliche and sounds easy, but so difficult. Because in order for you really understand the pain of your customer, you really need to build a relationship. Uh, with them, with with him uh, and so on. So this is the the magic magic of our work. Nice. Uh, and now uh, thinking a little bit about like uh, from a productivity standpoint, uh, you manage a team. You have lots of responsibilities. Do you have any favorite hack, productivity hack that you think it's valuable to share with the audience? If you, I think if you type on Google productivity hacks, you will find a lot of interesting tips. So I will mention something a little bit different. Uh, and it's about our conversation about prioritization. When you have 10 priorities, you don't have a priority, right? You need to, we need to understand better the concept of a priority. Uh, so one thing that I like to do and I learned during this, this year is to know how your body works. We need to understand in each mo which moment of the day you have more mental clarity to do some uh, more complex tasks. Normally, uh, after uh, 10 minutes, one hour after we, we wake up is our peak of consciousness. But this can vary depending on the person. There are people that work better during the day, others that work better during the night. Some high-performance studies say that we should take a nap in the middle of the day or even sleep for one, two hours so you can like refresh your body and be, um, uh, be ready for the next, uh, next tasks. Some best artists uh, was doing that. Some current athletes does that. But I think this is a, a topic for other conversations. So try to understand in what time of the day you have this peak of consciousness. And then have like three, ta three tasks to achieve this day, right? So go through these three tasks in this, in this moment of your day. Choose the most complex one. 
and and go. Um, and don't be tempted to to write more than three, because the goal here is not to accomplish a lot of things, but to accomplish the three. And this feeling of accomplishing some the three tasks will be your fuel to repeat the same action in the next days. Once you you do that, you see that consistency uh, is the best thing that we can have in our in our routine because it can really train your mind and this will become automatic. So this is not like a tip a app or something like that, the timing apps that I, I really like, but more about ourselves and how we work in order to deliver a better work. Nice. I, I've never thought about this and like how if you're taking a nap, I don't know, after your lunch, yes, you're... Uh... As you mentioned, when you wake up, the first minutes there, it's when you have like the most clarity or uh, consciousness. After so 30 if... minutes, one hour, like we, we need to okay. have a time. Okay. Yeah. But, but I mean, if you sleep again, you're going to have that moment again. So that's, that's one thing. It's cool. Okay. I'm understanding. You know, I... you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. In some, in some part of his life, he, he was taking five naps. Five naps. Okay. <laughs> that would be a little bit hard for me to uh, put in my schedule, but <laughs> wow. It's uh, really hard. We don't need and, to, to be extreme because we are not a uh, high performance athlete, but the yeah. concept, I really like the concept, you know? Well, and you cannot say he doesn't get the results, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, he's one of the person that really gets the the results that uh, he he aims. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and Maria, do you have any, uh, if, if you had like one piece of advice to give uh, to someone that is starting their careers, what would be this advice? Uh, well, maybe I'm, I'm repeating, but this is very important. Uh, always be transparent with people, with your professors, your boss, your colleagues. You see that your name, your reputation is your most valuable asset. Uh, technically speaking, try to learn new languages, uh, visiting new uh, countries, expand your vision of the, the world. This is very important. Um, choose a mentor, a person that can inspire you, a person that already uh, uh, walked the path you want to go, and always give your extra mile. Regardless the task you are doing, if you are doing something very operational or something more strategic or a really routine task, give your extra mile. This is very important, specifically in the beginning of the career. Nice, nice. Yeah, standing out is is important, and you only you only achieve that, you only get that once you give the extra hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, okay, so. And if you could go back to your 18-year-old version and give them a piece of advice of like one thing you would do differently or you would uh, accelerate any process, like what would you do? Um, I would say that have um, clarity on where you want to go, okay? Uh, what you really want to do in your life, professionally speaking. Uh, af just after that, get comprehension about the steps you need to achieve this objective. 
So normally what we do, we start acting or we have a, a short idea. We don't maturate this idea and we start doing, right? At least I was, I was like that. I was doing things uh, without stopping and thinking on where I wanna, I, I would like to, to be. So first thing, the, the good sequence I would say now for, for myself would be first, uh, have clarity on where you want to go. Then start, uh, uh, take some time to get the comprehension about the steps you need to, to be there. It's not the task itself. So it's a general knowledge of the steps you need to be there, to achieve there one, one moment. And just then it starts to, to act. So if you, we think about like, if I wanted to be a marketing manager, right? If I stay in my comfort zone, most probably is that nothing will help, it will help happen. Uh, but if I take a course, do some trainings, meet people, participate of Congress, build my network and maybe apply to other position like assistant marketing, marketing assistant, then I would be converging my actions to achieve my objective. And I think this would speed up the process. Nice. For me, this is a, it's kind of a challenge because, uh, we are uh, expected to make very like really important decisions to our lives. Like we're, what are we going to do, what we're going to work with in a moment, like when you're just leaving uh, school okay. and honestly, we don't have any clarity of like how the work world looks like in terms of profession and uh, how things make their money in general, people don't would say students. Uh, so this is a, a problem for me mostly in the structure of like how, how we are doing this. And I, I don't mean that, uh, you know, students, uh, younger people shouldn't make those, uh, decisions, but we are not provided with a lot of information to make those decisions, let's say. So one tip and just adding here, I think a, a moment, a period for thinking as you mentioned, but also for experimenting things. It's something that is important for people to learn more about, about themselves and how they can help the world the best and how they feel, you know, they feel better, uh, doing, uh, things that are, uh, valuable to other people and to, yeah, you know, so they, they find their mission. So, but it's tricky. Like this, this is the type of decision, at least in Brazil, for example, uh, now, now uh, school is a little bit longer, but you would be doing those decisions for the rest of your lives when you're 17 year, years old, which is like a little bit but, premature in my opinion, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough for the, for the guys. It was tough for us. Uh, also we need to change that, right? We, we, we don't, we should not think about this type of decision for your entire life. Yeah. That, this is another right? thing. Perfect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I've been changing a lot since, uh, like I've been experimenting, working different things. And this is another thing. Like you think it's something for life and every day, like every time more, every time less people were staying like in the same job or in the same company forever. So cycles are faster now. People are trying new things, which I see as a positive thing. So when you have this format where you have more flexibility and you go through different experiences, you take the weight of your decision when you're 17. 
because exactly you, it's okay and like it's not it's the okay. end of the world if you go to another <laughs> another position another area another industry so yeah yeah and it's very valuable we we have a, a lot of diversity inside our company a lot of professionals for from different areas and they are the great greatest team the team that we have more uh, people from from all other areas uh, it was the it is the, the thing that uh, really performed better and, and i think Ricardo, our traditional education has a, a lot of pressure on that right even the, the parents they want you to build a long traditional career so they don't know how to deal with the new new mindset of people but what I, I wanted to, what I like to say to the students is also be exposed. If you think you want to, you want to be a, a designer, so go and find one designer, have a conversation with a designer, understand the routine of a designer. So this will help you uh, to really understand the, the routine, the bad things and also the good things to, to have this clarity. So don't be in your room in, in the, the cell phone and just searching go and, and talk with people. I think this helps a lot to have this conversation, to have the, the clarity. Normally the, the universities, they, they invite professionals to, to talk, to speak during the first year. Some schools are doing it um, for the, the second, third year in high school. So I think this is very valuable, but the students, they need to to go out and be exposed and, and ask and ask and, and ask for, 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 call, for advices. So the, the mentoring part helps a lot on that. Exposure. Perfect. Maria, you brought us a lot of uh, the tips and uh, views here. So I'm pretty sure you have a few good books for, uh, to recommend to our audience. Do you have any? I always have, uh, let's see, <laughs> <laughs> I always have a, a book, um, your audience is really smart, right? I think they already know about the traditional marketing business books like Ocean Blue, Michael Porter's one, um, negotiate as your life depends on it. But, uh, let's talk about. Is this one by Chris books. Voss? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to read this one. I, I haven't, but I, I, I heard it's really good. I recommend, I recommend. And also, well, the last books I, I read that changed a little bit my way of thinking. The first one is Growth Hacking from Sean okay. Ennis. Mm -hmm. Do you know this? Yes. Yes. The title, I know uh, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, exactly. But for our area is very nice, you know, because in this book, you learn how to hack some ideas and accelerate your business and also how you can validate the ideas very quick. This so is. this is what we, we, we are doing in the, in the company. And this is a very nice way, you know, these tech companies, the things that are quite old, uh, or traditional for tech companies for the engineering industry can be quite new. So we are working on that, how to validate the ideas very quick to take the decisions. And this uh, was because of this growth uh, hacking concept. Um, I also read a very interesting book I could recommend, quite different, but the name is Zero Limits from Joy, Joy Vitale. 
talking about the history of um, a doctor from Hawaii, Dr. Hiu Lin. And this guy, this doctor changed, um, he, he, he deactivated with the thing that I will mention, but he could deactivate the entire psychiatric uh, hospital because after a while it had no more patients. How, how he did it? Uh, he started to repeat some specific sentences that raising, uh, that raised the vibrational frequency of the place. So this is very interesting when we start to talk about frequency and energy, and this is a, a real life, um, book. And also a podcast is not a book, but a podcast about this, this part about mentalism. Um, it's, uh, the name is CIMT. C-I-M-T. Uh, CIMT. It's a couple. They talk about how having a strong mind can shape your reality. And they demonstrate it in, uh, in their, in their own lives, in their routine, in the achievements that they do is a really lifestyle that breaks a lot of paradigms that we have. So I really recommend this as well. CIMT, right? Yeah. Nice. Like they have content in English as well, as, as well. Oh, nice. Good. Gonna check this out today, uh, yeah. Maria. Uh, thanks a lot for the talk. We are coming to the end here. Uh, great inputs, great uh, insights. And uh, if you have any place where uh, the audience could you find you online, do you have like social media, LinkedIn? Well, sure. Um, well, in LinkedIn, you can find me as Maria Spindola, quite easy. And on Instagram, Ma Spindola. It okay. will be a pleasure to, to exchange with, with the guys. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and uh, Maria's name and surname and uh, last name are going to be uh, in the description of the episode here. Okay. Maria, thanks a lot for coming. Uh, it was a great conversation. And hopefully we can do this again in the future. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ricardo. It was quite fun.